Texas back. But I plan to make well over a thousand. I don't plan on going to sleep tonight. I'll probably go 71 to 68 uh, UNC versus Kansas. Why did that get bring up? Why, why, why are we doing that? Wusui, pig suey. I would disagree with the hot hand part because, like I said, Longwood's won 19 of their last 20. I hope it's not close. I hope, I hope Texas gets destroyed. <laughs> I think because I would have San Diego State in this matchup, I have to go UConn. Texas friends, feel free to DM me on the Twitter, which you don't know, and that's for good reason. Hey y'all, my name is Riley Dutcher, and I'm smarter than all you guys because I won Outsiders Opinion's second bracket challenge. Now back to Austin and Kevin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our Outsiders Opinions March Madness Opinions of the Week. We're here with a special guest, as you can see, slash March Madness expert, Jake Loggins, who won our bracket group. There is, there should be a video displaying the top nine right now, and I'm going to scroll down to 10, 11, 12. But before we get to that, I got to introduce, I already introduced Jake, but it's my only co-host, Austin. I appreciate that, Kevin. I mean, there's a lot we've been through, and I hope Jake's perfection here or close to uh, doesn't take that away. But I was impressed, Jake. You did something that a lot of true experts, people that are paid actual money to make predictions, couldn't do. So, Thank you, Austin. I mean, to say near perfect is ridiculous in regards to March for this, Madness. For, for, for this year, for this year <laughs> with everything that happened with a five, a nine, a five, and a four in the final four, I mean, what you did here was definitely spectacular in your major bracket. People could make a lot of brackets. I myself made a lot of brackets. But this being the channel's official bracket, we only get one try. There's one official bracket for our channel, and many people have their one official bracket, and ours was pretty close uh to the extreme best and uh if i can go through the full list also shout out to uh special guest uh that we had for a job interview raymond hatcher he finished in the five so one jake two the official bracket i believe which is our highest one yet then we have three uh h-man texas legend harrison dmav 28 yo hook'em well that did not happen in the tournament then we have sasser to the moon then we have the og champ coming in seven then uh, UCLA, and then the OG champ again. Then we have Austin. Then we have the best UC. Then we have me, and then we have Raymond Hatcher again. Uh, so pretty good. And this is the first time that we actually got our winner that won the championship. So thanks again, Jake, for doing this. And uh, now this video, we're going to re review our bracket. We're going to go through all the games, hopefully quickly, so it's not an hour and 45-minute uh, episode. But I'm going to click on the bracket right now while – Austin and Jake add some final thoughts. I would like to say something real quick. All the, our top two, so Jake and then uh, the channel's perfect bracket, were over double anyone else in points, which I, I haven't seen that normally. Normally it's close enough to where there's somewhat of a uh, close score at the end where, well, one team wins and this person's a winner, and if the other team wins, this person's a winner, but no. It's been set in stone ever since UConn made the Final Four and Texas did not. Well, another thing that was very interesting is that for me personally, when we were having our, uh, we were making the video and we were discussing uh, who was going to win, who was not going to win, um, I found myself changing a lot of my picks the days after we recorded it. And 
because I would do more research. I would think about it more. I would be injury updates and, and then things like that. And so to, it was very interesting to see the way that I could to go back to those videos and ha see, hear the opinions that I had and then mere hours or days, just a few days later, um, my, how much my opinion changed based off of just a couple players, a couple bits of research. And that's what March Madness does to you. It, it makes you second guess. It makes you reevaluate. I mean, and it's, it's a craft. It really is a craft to try and put together a solid bracket. Um, so, but we did a good job. I, I, I appreciate what we did. I, I would like to give props to Austin for the San Diego state uh, pick because I mean, I knew they were good. I just was, I mean, I was skeptical. I was skeptical of not of San Diego state, but of Alabama's poor playing. I, I will say something in that video that was 100% true that both of us fully agreed on is when Brandon Miller falls after the first two games because it didn't really matter those first two. Alabama was too good outside of yeah. Brandon Miller. But we said when he falls, when he is not at his best, Alabama loses. And mm -hmm. that's what happened. You shoot three for 19 against a great defensive team. That's all she wrote. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, let's get right into it. Um Actually, before that, Jake, I have one question. What's the biggest change from our episode that you made in your bracket? Okay, the biggest change I think I made, um, I, I think it was, oh, shoot. There, let me go back. I think it may have been Duke. I, had, I eventually had Duke going to the Final Four. In my in my official bracket, and that was ended up being a bad one. That ended up being a very very bad pick, and so that was one that I think, um, yeah, you guys have originally had Oral Roberts, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't really matter after the first game, though. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, I had Memphis beating Duke in the Sweet Sixteen, mm -hmm. and then I eventually changed it to Duke having going to the Final Four. Either way, none of those worked out in the, in the end, but. Um, that was yeah. some of the research. And then one of the things that um, I originally had, uh, we were we talked a lot about Drake um, beating and upsetting Miami. And for me, it came down to whether Omir was going to play. And I didn't find out that Omir was playing until after the brackets had locked. And so I still had Drake in it. And then as soon as I found out Omir was playing, I was like, no, shoot. And I was like, Dang it. And then they ended up going to the final. I, was, I still would have had them lose to Houston. Um, another change I think I made. Or, or, okay. I just want to know State. your main change. Uh, my, favorite State. One was, my favorite one was Penn State beating Texas A&M. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so, Austin, we talked about a few games in two of those regions, East and Midwest. Um, so I'll let you choose. We'll go region by region. Uh, which one do you want to start with, East or Midwest? Let's go East. All right, so we'll go with East, uh, and we're try to do this quickly, and then we'll talk about some games. This one we'll probably spend a little bit more time on. FDU upsets Purdue. We had Purdue winning. Um, this one, I just don't think anyone saw it coming. Purdue, I knew, was weak. We all knew they were weak, but this week, incredible. I don't know what to yeah, say. Yeah, I had no, I had no clue Zach Eady couldn't lift them out of the slump. Um did they – I don't remember. I, I Maybe I do remember. Did they just not feed him at the end of the game? The last five minutes, he did not touch a ball 
except for rebounds. So he would pass the ball, and then he'd never touch the ball in offense again. So yeah. they just refused to get him the ball. He did not particularly play bad. If you look at stats or even field goal percentage, they just deny, 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 and no one else could beat them. And that's why we were worried about Purdue going far in the first place, which we didn't believe, and it didn't happen. Uh, I don't think they would have beat FAU even if uh, they ended up beating FAU. Just they're too, they're too one-player centric. Yep. And the, they never survived. That's true. Um, now we go to Memphis and FAU, another pick that we missed. FAU won. FAU um, went really far. And uh, so Memphis and FAU, FAU won just by a single point. It was a great game. I watched it. Amazing game. Both teams were really good. Both of those teams, I think. I think the winner of that game goes to the Final Four. If Memphis had gotten that timeout call and Memphis holds onto the ball and everything works out for Memphis – I think Memphis goes to the Final Four. Uh, FAU, a great team. A team that I said in the video should not have been a nine seed. In the regular season, I believe they were 30-3 and three or 29-3. and three. They, No, they, they won five games. No, they won four games in the tournament. So they were 31-3 and three heading into the tournament. They should not have been a nine seed. So that's a tough draw for Memphis in the first place. And FAU was a good team. One of the best rebounding teams in the country a team that led the league in bench points. So it's a well-crafted team. Yeah, um, I didn't do enough research on FAU. I just saw Memphis and was like, oh, my God, Memphis looks so great, and they can score, and they're scrappy. And so I was just, like, sold on Memphis no matter who they would have played. But obviously um, I didn't – I mean, it got to me. I, I wasn't smart enough, and I probably should have uh, looked at FAU more and watched them play and see, should have seen how they gelled, and I. But it, it was a close game, probably the toughest matchup FAU had. Um, I mean, they uh, in the entire tournament until they got to San Diego State. Yep. Yep. Now we go Duke versus Oral Roberts. Duke won seventy four to fifty one. Austin, you and I believed in Oral Roberts. They just couldn't do it this year, and it looks like I know their coach left, and Ace Smith is entering the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, what happened here, if you watch the game, the Duke was like, okay, Max Aismas, you're going to be triple teams. Let's see if anyone else can do anything. And it was the Purdue effect. Same thing that happened. The other team was just Duke, so it was a much more of a blowout. Yeah, and Duke, I mean, Duke's a good, Duke was a good team, though. They still had Jeremy Roach and Filipowski and Lively. They're a solid squad. And I believed in them, in them from the get-go, considering I had them in my final four <laughs> in my official bracket. Um, and so uh, I, I liked this Duke squad, and they – Got me really excited after that Oral Roberts game. <laughs> to no avail later on, though. Uh, yep, and the next game is Tennessee versus UL. Tennessee actually won this one. We had the upset happening, and Tennessee pulled through. Louisiana should have won this game. I watched it. I was so mad at the end. I Me too. Louisiana played their heart out. And the fact that Tennessee ended up beating Duke after this game still baffles me. Yeah, I have no clue. I mean, I mean, I was not sold on Tennessee at all, which is why I had them losing in the first round. Because they, what was the, what was the stat? They had lost seven of their last ten, and yeah. they lost or something like that. They had lost to Kai Ziegler. Um, the only reason they were able to beat Duke was uh, Nkamwa went on a went like six or seven from three or something ridiculous. Yeah, it was like crazy. Yeah, and it was just um, an out of nowhere uh, performance. In, against Duke for them to even make it to the Sweet 16. 
Um, and but they yeah they squeaked by UL Lafayette, and so that's what made me think, oh, Duke's got this in the bag, and that obviously wasn't the case in hindsight. And so Tennessee Tennessee was probably the weirdest uh, team of the tournament for me. And then we had not gotten to pick right until we got to Kansas um, in Kentucky province. So we had Kansas State and Montana State. Got both of those right. And then Michigan State, USC, we got that right as well. And then Marquette, Vermont. Um, any Since our analysis was pretty spot on with those first four games in this bracket, I kind of jumbled them up. Uh, what sticks out to both of y'all? I mean, I think all of those were relatively easy except maybe the Providence versus Kentucky, but I didn't really believe in Providence this year. Um, none of those picks were all that difficult. I didn't like Montana State. USC had a lot of injury problems. Vermont was not a good team. I So I, I was pretty sold on all those picks. Yeah, I was pretty sold on them as well. I love – I mean, I love Oscar Shibwe as a player. I just love – and so that was kind of like a uh, an emotional pick because I just love him so much. But I also – believed in his rebounding ability and in Kentucky's because uh, they're Kentucky they have great, a great squad and um, their performances their their poor performances in the season aren't indicative of their actual aren't, they aren't representative of their actual talent and their ability and so I believed that the run that they went on by the end of the, at the end of the season uh, was going to carry on into the tournament and they ended up winning the first game and I was I was happy about that Yes, um, and then we'll go to Michigan State versus Marquette. Michigan State actually pulled off the upset. We have Marquette going to the Final Four, so this was one of the big blows to our bracket. Shooting. Michigan State, great shooting team, one of the best shooting teams in the country, and Marquette could not guard the three ball well enough. Yeah, that's pretty much it, and Kolek and some of those guys on Marquette didn't come through in big moments uh, when they needed to, and so – and that's that's what happens in March Madness. You get to those close ending games, and then you miss your shots, and then you have to foul, and then they just make their two free throws because if they're a good shooting team, they'll make their free throws. And so, there was there was a there was a point when it was a point of no return for Marquette uh, when they couldn't hit those shots towards the end. Yes, and then um, we'll Kentucky versus K State. We had K State winning, um, so not much analysis there. But then we have Duke versus Tennessee. These were two teams that we did not have going far, and then Tennessee won. We already touched a little bit on it. Any other thoughts? Nope, just shocked. Yeah, that was the funkiest region of all the regions for me. Uh, it was, I mean, no one thought FAU was even going to make it that far. We didn't think they were going to make it out of the first round, and they did. Tennessee, FDU, all that. And so um, there, it was a, it was a tough region for this year. Yes, the final game in the second round was FAU versus FDU, Wild. And then we had FAU beating Tennessee in the Sweet 16. Well, the the bracket had that. We didn't have FAU beating Well, Tennessee. yeah, we didn't have that. This is – I was just reviewing the games because yeah. this is probably our worst um, bracket. Re- yeah, it is. Region? region. Yeah, yeah. yeah region. I mean, there's so much that happened. I mean, FAU beating FDU. FAU is just a – more well-rounded team. And that's the same thing that happened against Tennessee. FU is just a very dangerous team. Their offensive rebounding at the end of the game was huge. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then uh, we'll do K-State advances an incredible game in Sweet 16, and then they faced and lost to FAU in the Elite Eight. 
great game. Oh, I believed in Kansas State. I believed in Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. That was such a fun squad to watch. Noel was a was, Noel for me this year was like Carson Edwards in 2019. Like that was, he was so fun to watch and he was different, you know, different 20 assists. Different vibes because Carson was actually scoring while Noel was contributing in other factors, but no, I yeah, in terms of like excitement, in terms of like yeah, yeah, the yeah. player that I was most excited short, to watch. Yeah. Short, short guy goes off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that um, that alley-oop was really cool. No, that's the best play of the tournament. If, if there's a play of the tournament, it's him arguing, <laughs> arguing with Jerome Tang and then no look lobbing it to Keontae Johnson, who does a reverse dunk. Yeah, that's yeah. play of the tournament. Awesome. Um, yes, yeah, so that's – they lost to FAU um, – but I believe we can say adios to this region and go to please Jake. I'll let you decide Midwest or West Midwest or West. I would like to discuss the Midwest next. All right. Um, so we'll go Houston's for Houston versus NKU Houston one. Then not much analysis there. Um, then Iowa Auburn Auburn upset. We had Iowa winning uh, thoughts. I don't trust Iowa ever in in men's college basketball ever again. Iowa just consistently I in my best bracket I've ever had probably at least through the first two uh, days of games. So into the second round, I had Iowa trusting to them to beat Tennessee and then they lost to uh, Tennessee in overtime. It was a great game in 2019, but I just Iowa's defense is just never there and they never can make up for it on the offensive end. I never like Iowa. Last year, for some reason, for some godforsaken reason, I had him in the Final Four. And I looked back at the 20, my 2022 bracket, and I was like, what was I doing? Because I have never liked Iowa. And in 2021, I had them losing the second round to Oregon, and they did, uh, when they still had Luca Garza and um, the three-point shooter, number three or whatever. Forgot his name. Um, but... I've never liked Iowa, and I always – I mean, and Auburn is feisty, and it's at the point where I'm starting to think you just need to pick the coach that is, that's a better coach. It's like Bruce Pearl or whoever Iowa's coach is, I guess. I don't know, I don't know him. And, and I, they outcoached him. Bruce Pearl outcoached Iowa, and they out-rebounded and just out-aggressive them. I mean, it was crazy how well – Auburn and I, I had Auburn winning originally, and then I changed it to Iowa because I saw oh top five offense oh maybe they'll do something, and then once again they uh, reinforced my idea that I should never pick Iowa and I'm glad now that you're on the train Austin. This is this is a pick that was probably our worst in the in the fact that we should have known with FAU versus. Memphis, Memphis is still a great team. Like I said, either team wins that, they go to the final four, in my opinion. Like, those are two great coach team, very deep, good defense, good offense. But, no, this is this is one where we, we should have known better. Yeah, I should have known better than to flip to Iowa. Um, I mean, I saw the way Auburn was playing, and they just were a more complete squad. And so I, sh- I shouldn't have bought into the hype. I hate it. I hate it when I do that. I do that every year a couple times, and I always 
that, that, was me, that was me with Furman. That was me with Furman. Furman was one of the teams that – we'll get to them eventually, but I was so yeah. high on them all year, all year. Jalen Slauson, I think, is going to be a future NBA starter. I've said that so many times. And then I picked Virginia. And I'm like, why did I buy into Virginia? <laughs> In 90% of my brackets, I picked Virginia, even though I'm so high on Furman and all they're doing. And I, It's games like those. It just makes you recons- uh, reconsider your sanity because you're, like, so high on the team. <laughs> that happens. Then we'll go to Miami, Drake, and Indiana versus Kent State. We kind of talked about how we had Jake, Drake, but Miami beat us. But we did get the Indiana pick right over Kent, Kent State. Yeah, and Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, that was our reasoning for picking Indiana, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it worked. Enough. When, and they also – uh, yeah, go ahead. Who's their big guy? I'm what blanking on his name. Indiana's big guy. Oh, that's not uh, – you're talking about their their center? Yeah, the tall one. I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm oh, blanking too. Um, he had like the story. Miller Cop. Miller Cop. He was the guy. He wasn't the big guy then. He was the senior. Yeah, either way, they, they had a good squad. <laughs> yeah, and I think they were w- more well-rounded than uh, Purdue was because Purdue almost was only Zach Eady. But a big part of Trace Jackson's uh, Davis's game is passing, and I think that's uh-huh. a part of why his success was more tied to one player than Purdue. Mm-hmm. All right, um, so then we go to the other Iowa – the other school in Iowa, Iowa State – Pitt and, Pitt and they lost to Pitt. Pitt was actually uh, first four team and Pitt advanced. And then we have Xavier beating Kennesaw State. Uh, Xavier was a pick that we got right. For Iowa State, Pitt, Pitt just played a team that was basically Iowa State and barely beat them, Mississippi State. And then they were prepared for this type of game. Mississippi State plays the same type of game that Iowa State does. They're very defensive-centric. Let's let's have it be a 50-point game. Whoever gets to 50 wins. And uh, Pitt knows how to play that after that first game, and they kind of rode that train. They didn't have to change up their schemes at all. And uh, they beat Iowa State, who just could not score. It was maybe the worst offensive performance from a top eight seed I've ever seen. Yeah, this was definitely the poor performance of – the tournament, or at least in the first round, uh, maybe of the whole tournament. Um, but Kevin, do you remember we were watching it? And I told you at the very beginning of the game, right as it was starting, I said, Kevin, I like this pit team. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. I kind of wish I picked them. Um, I don't know if you remember me saying that, Kevin, but I did. It sort of sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I said, I really like Blake Hinton. I love him as a ball player. Um, he's he's uh, He has experience. Um, I really like, um, <laughs> oh shoot, Federico, Federico. I mean, he's just the, just the name alone is fun. Um, they had the twins who were tall and lanky and could block and get rebounds. And so I saw this pitch squad and I was before even, the brackets had locked by then, but I was like, mm. in hindsight, maybe I feel like I, I just, I had this itching feeling that I should have picked Pitt and it ended up being, it ended up happening. And so, um, 
that was one of the ones where I was like, oh, man, I should I wish I got that itching feeling a little sooner and changed it a little sooner. But um, yeah, and I was never big on Iowa State this year either. Um, they had moments and they looked good in the Big 12 tournament, but uh, there were times where they were just so streaky and just would shoot terribly. Kevin, remember when they came to Mizzou and we completely demolished them? Kalsher couldn't hit a shot. Um, and, and no one could hit a shot on the team. And so, uh, yeah, Iowa State, all-time poor performance for them. What I'm hearing is the only things about Iowa that are important and you should believe in are Caitlin Clark and uh, the Field of Dreams. And Brock Purdy. Oh, that's true. It's good callback. We got the little uh, – we got the trio, the triple threat. In and then Iowa. the other game – Xavier almost gave us a freaking heart attack, almost lost to Kennesaw State. What a great game. Great performance by Kennesaw State. But I'm really happy Xavier pulled it out and ended up. Um, Xavier, a team that is second in most tournament appearances without a Final Four appearance. The only one above them is BYU. Wanted to drop that stat. So Xavier's made 29 tournament appearances, no Final Fours. BYU's made 30. Uh, if Xavier would have lost that game, they have such a – bad history in tournaments, especially when they're rated highly. I, I remember them getting uh, upset a couple times and that historic loss, remember, to Wisconsin. Uh, there's there's a lot of games there where I'm just like, well, the Xavier team's good, and now they're not good. And that it looked like it was going to be a very, very sad way to go out for a Xavier team that a lot of people thought were going to be good. Yeah, it just blew me away because they were a decent shooting team. They were, they were a decent defensive team. They had a a really good squad with Boom and Colby Jones and Nunji and Kunku. I mean, that's a great squad. Um, not having Zach Fremantle definitely hurts, but um, they had a good squad, and I, I that's why I had them going to the, to the Elite Eight. Um, and so to see that, having them in the Elite Eight and seeing them like losing to Kennesaw State, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, no, not again. This is a Kentucky from last year flashback. And then – and then they ended up pulling it out, thank God, thanks to, a, what was it, Boom, finally got yeah. a second yeah. gear. And so, yeah, but it sucks because I loved watching this squad, and most of them are going to be gone next year. And so this was their Xavier's, opportunity. And Xavier's going to be tough. Next year it's going to be really tough for Xavier, especially with UConn coming back maybe better, which is Maybe better. Losing Hawkins is going to be tough for UConn, but we'll talk about that when we get to them. Which will be in two days, based on this rate. Uh, Texas A&M versus Penn State and Texas versus Colgate. Um, Penn State won, but we got Texas pick right. Texas fans are probably happy. Yeah, there was no way Texas was losing to Colgate. I, I People were always like, oh, Colgate can shoot. They, they can't play with big teams. And Texas inside was playing amazing. And yeah. for Penn State, Matthew Funk. Yeah, Penn State looked good. Um, I believed in Penn State because I I had them winning this game in my in my bracket, um, and so yeah, it was one of those things where it's like t- Texas A and M was probably other than Iowa State. I think Texas A and M was the biggest disappointment of the tournament, but they also weren't weren't given a favorable ranking considering big, how good they were doing. That's true. The biggest disappointment of the tournament was Purdue, but. I, I, mean, I knew Purdue was going to lose, though. I knew no, 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 no. Not in the first Losing to a 16 seed. Even after the coach called out Purdue, 
produce. I wasn't surprised they lost in the first. No, 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 no. no. I wasn't that. I wasn't absolutely. It wasn't Virginia. And I think that's the biggest reason why I still think the Virginia upset is bigger than the FDU upset. The Virginia one shocked me. They got 20 balled. The game was not close. That game was after having I had Virginia in my final four that year in my in my best in what I consider my best bracket. And then and then the next year I have them losing in the first round and then they win the entire thing. So that just shows you karma, I guess. But I don't remember who I had in the final four that year. <laughs> it, it it was not good, but we, we can move on. All right. Uh, so then Xavier and Texas both won, and then they faced each other. Um, and then Texas won, beat Xavier. Man, that prediction did not go right. Jake, Austin and I did a separate prediction, and I called out Texas. And they must have heard I, me. But I said Texas would win. It was it was in in the it was in the writing. I it, after how poorly Xavier played against the Kennesaw State team, and Texas is so well built. I found it hard to believe that they would lose. Yeah, I originally said Texas was the hottest team, and they kind of were the hottest team at that time. Well, until we found out Miami was, or FAU was. FAU, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all those teams were the hottest team. But uh, I originally said Texas was gonna was the hottest team that they would probably make the Final Four, at least the Elite Eight. But then I saw Xavier, and I really liked them, and I had them go to the Elite Eight. But I also had Penn State beating Texas in the second round. And because I believed in Andrew Funk and I believed um, in um, Pickett. And so um, I, and that was a big disappointment. Remember, Kevin, I was like going around the house, you and you and <laughs> you and Blaze were like, oh, Texas is going. I was like, nope, it's Penn State, Nittany Lines all the way. And it ended up not happening. And I had to leave the apartment. You weren't there for when I had to leave the apartment, but I was really I think mad. I was busy. That, was, that was the only time I was genuinely mad other than Mizzou losing to Princeton. <laughs> but um, yeah, Texas Texas showed up the, uh, this year, and I don't know. They're getting a full squad back next year, aren't they? They did actually look pretty good. As much they, as I like to hate on Texas, they did look pretty good. They and looked great. Prosmus, they I was like, wow, this is going to be a tough matchup against UConn, but then Texas can make it. And um, Austin, I would think Texas probably has a very high chance of landing Acemus in the portal. I don't. I would put it in the top ten places. Or maybe I think Wichita Texas State. A&M. I think he's gonna follow his coach to Wichita State. Okay, but he also has teammates at Texas A and M and Texas and Kansas. Oh wait, is there a Jesuit? Yes. Okay. I don't know or if he's coming Jesuit? back. He could come back for next year. I don't know if he. Will. I agree. I think coaches trump players. And so I think he would probably most goes, likely go to Wichita State. I, I mean, if he goes if he goes to if he goes to Texas, great. But I don't know how many players Texas is getting back, but I think they're getting a solid amount back. They're getting Tyrese Hunter back because uh, he's only a sophomore, so that's crazy. Um, we'll see. I, I'm excited to see where this team goes. I think maybe Marcus Carr has. Uh, no, I think they're both. They're all both. I think he's gone. Yeah, it's tough. I, I think we, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We if they don't have everyone back, if they don't have everyone back, then we'll see. I think they get Desue back, and I think they get they definitely get a hundred back. Um, but we'll see. They Texas has proven themselves uh, in basketball yeah. for the past four or five years. They've been a little better every year. Calm down. 
they, they, they still they do a lot. Um, we'll, we'll get to <laughs> them blowing a lead in Texas. Uh, it's Miami. Um, Houston lost Miami. I think that's the biggest side. And uh, Miami dominated with 14 points, uh, 14 point win. Yeah, at the end, Houston just couldn't defend. You could tell that Sasser wasn't 100%. He's doing a great defensive player, and he could got he could not guard Wong. No one they put on Isaiah Wong was being able to guard him, and that's really what happened. Miami's so good at uh, flooding the paint, and you need a good paint defense to beat them, and that's eventually what what we'll get to later. And Brandon Miller is going perfect from the floor. I mean, that's a, just a great performance, and that's nothing that Houston can do because Miller was just insane um it wasn't a very defensive game it was it was there were only a couple steals there weren't a lot of offensive rebounds i don't remember um there weren't a lot of there wasn't a lot of rebounding in general <laughs> i think um and so there were a lot of there were a lot of free throws though a lot of fouls yeah so we, we, we kind of use that to jump to the miami texas game because miami got a lot more free throws and i have friends saying because I have a lot of friends that go to Texas. They're all like, it's it's rigged. Why did Miami shoot so many more free throws? Well, unfortunately for Texas fans, Texas shot a lot of three-pointers while Miami drove the paint. And if you know basketball, when you drive the paint, there's a lot more tendency to foul. And when Miami's shooting 70% in the second half of a game, you're more likely to foul them. I mean, it's better than giving them a 70% chance of scoring Maybe foul them and they missed some free throws, and then they weren't missing free throws either. And, but if uh, it's not like Texas was shooting poorly from three, I think they shot like what 40% from three. I mean, oh, that's no, not terrible. Texas shot so. well. My my point with that distinction was the fact that Miami was getting the free throws because of the driving to the paint. Well, yeah, Texas because they were driving to the paint, and so yeah. The, just, yeah, I'm trying to further your point. Like Texas wasn't yeah. shooting bad from three, but they still lost. Like yeah, and because because of that reason, and so. They had a pretty yeah, good lead. Tough. I was like, "Wow, I'm really gonna have to uh, hear it from Texas fans." But not Brandon Miller, play. Jordan Miller. <sighs> yeah, I, I kind of didn't. I. Miller, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, now Austin, uh, South or West? Let's do South. Okay, uh, we'll go Bama one pretty easily. We we got that one. Maryland versus uh, West Virginia. We Maryland won. We had West Virginia. We had San Diego State winning. They did. Uh, Furman versus Virginia. Furman won. We had Virginia. Creighton versus NC State. Creighton won. The bottom bracket, well, we got Creighton and Baylor winning and facing each other and Creighton winning that one. Then Mizzou versus Utah State. Mizzou won. Then Princeton upset Arizona. And then Princeton upset Mizzou. Um and then, so a couple of big games like uh, Furman versus Virginia. I don't know what that got, um, how that throw was going. Uh, and then Princeton, uh, the Tigers proved to be play pretty well. Yeah, uh, we'll just start back in the top a little bit. Maryland versus West Virginia. I think that was the game I was closest to 50-50 on uh, heading into the tournament. And it kind of proved to be like that. I was really – I had no idea. I, I still – I don't blame myself for picking West Virginia. I know, Jake, I believe you had Maryland. But West really? Virginia had – did you have Maryland? I did not have Maryland. I had West Virginia. Oh. I believed in that squad. Oh, yeah. Well, I believed the, in Stevenson. Yeah, fourth best strength of schedule. It's such a tough 
road to get there. I believe that they were battle tested and obviously didn't work out. I am not a big strength of schedule fan <laughs> because it really proves nothing eventually in, in the end because FAU made the final four and they didn't play anybody, did they? FAU, uh, I'll check right now. I'm pretty sure like lost to Gonzaga by five or seven or something like that. Like they had some. Maybe, yeah, maybe they did. But I'm just saying like strength of schedule doesn't really matter when you get to March Madness. It's all about how you're shooting, how you're meshing as a team, how you're defending. It's all about intensity, who you play earlier on and earlier on in the year, especially in November, December, really doesn't matter. It just gives you insight as to how they could play. But really what matters is how they pl- play in late February, early, late February, going into March, and how, the, how well they're shooting the ball then and there. And so that's really what matters the most. Um, so regular season, I guess the best team they played in the regular season was at Florida. And then they played UNT, who should have made the tournament. UNT should have made the tournament. UNT looked good. USA won the CBI and the NIT. And the NIT championship was UAB versus UNT. Both teams in the CUSA. And that's a Texas team that's legit, UNT. UNT, yes. UNT should have made the tournament. They're a team that I think the CUSA should be shown so much more props. They almost had three 30-win teams this season. If UAB had... Did you say they won the CUSA? No, UNT won the NIT. NIT. The NIT. Yeah, I know they won the NIT. I was about to say if they won the CUSA, they would. No, 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 no. The CUSA oh. almost won all three tournaments because FAU. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. FAU they, won the CUSA. And... Yeah. Well, but FAU almost won the tournament, and then yeah. NIT was Texas, North Texas, and then the CBI was Charlotte, who go, who's in the CUSA as well, and then, I mean. This is a question. Does if UNT wins the CUSA, does FAU still make the tournament even with their yes, phenomenal yes, record? Yes. Yes. I it, okay. if the answer is no, I would the, the league or not the league. The committee needs to value teams that aren't in Power 6 much more than they do right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this FAU beats UNT, but Twice, but is that a bad thing? UNT lost to FAU twice, yes, but they lost by four in both games. It, it, does that mean UNT's bad? No. The UNT won 30-something games this year. I'll check again. They won 31 games, and UAB would have won 30 if they'd beaten UNT in the uh, NIT final. And this is it, – it, it's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Let's go to the – we already kind of talked about Virginia Furman. I, I should have trusted my gut. I believed in Furman. I picked them I, to win. I, I, I was so high on Furman. I even told my friends uh, from back home, like, Furman's legit. Furman, if they win, I won't be surprised. But I'm going Virginia. I'm just – whatever I pick Virginia to do, they do the exact opposite. So, like I said, I had them go to the Final Four. They lost in the first round. I had them – the next year I had them losing in the first round. They win the tournament. Like, yeah, but you shouldn't be mad about that because – that last sequence was ridiculous. He should not have thrown that ball away, and that shot was they insane. And so Furman, Furman should have lost that game. They had a timeout. They didn't. They so. had a timeout. They had a timeout. <laughs> and Princeton Zona, the fact that they would not go to their big men after the big men were cooking Princeton the entire game, and they kept on going to Kirk Krissa and the other guards. What are you doing, Arizona? Arizona beat themselves. This is Arizona just being – 
badly coached. That's Purdue, the Purdue, I don't think, was all that coaching issue. It was more of the fact our team's not built for the tournament. We have one guy and no one else. And one guy can't. No one can be yeah. Princeton out-rebounded Arizona. Can you believe that? They out-rebounded Arizona. By one rebound, but still, that's the fact that they were on par with it was ridiculous. The, Arizona should have kept feeding the big men, and they would have won that game by 20. Yeah, and, but the, that and Princeton, Princeton shot, what, 15% from three? Neither oh, no, team no. deserved to win that game. Arizona <laughs> should have went to their big men. And then Princeton yes. versus Mizzou, I mean – Mizzou may be the worst rebounding team I have ever seen. They are just <laughs> grab a rebound challenge impossible that, edition. <laughs> every time I watch them, college basketball, Austin, or just in general. Say again. No, Mizzou. No, Mizzou's football defense is actually pretty good. We got a good secondary. No, no, no. I'm talking about worst rebounding team. Is that oh. Oh no! I'm talking about in college basketball. At least a team okay. in the tournament. Like if we're talking yeah. power six school. They may have been the worst team in the country. Like yes, they're, I think, yeah, I the think, only team I, that I, may I, be I, worse at rebounding is Cal, and that's just because Cal won three games all year, and, and they're just, I don't, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think I already told this in the, another video, Jake. I don't know if you heard it, but I think Mizzou played really well defensively, and to me, that's what their defense is relying on hustle and. They did such a great job guarding the perimeter. I think they were just tired out, and Princeton was able to beat them. It comes you know, down to rebound. You cannot be yeah. out rebound. I mean, what was it, seventeen or whatever it was? Something whatever like was. fourteen or something like that. But yeah, those offensive rebounds for Princeton, and they also like hit a second gear and started hitting more of their threes. There was no hope for us, uh, also because we couldn't hit a three. <laughs> I mean, everything that Mizzou was good at, they stopped being good at, and then the things <laughs> we were bad at were exploited. <laughs> so the thing, so everything about Mizzou was just like a just a very bad game. It was probably the worst game of the year. Uh, Demoy Hodge couldn't hit a shot. Like no one can hit a shot. Like and no matter what we did, there was no hope because we couldn't get a rebound. And then they just kept putting it back up. So, it doesn't. It, and this is something that I think needs to be said to every team who's ever existed. I don't care how good you are on defense. What percentage you allow the other team to shoot. If you cannot grab a rebound, it doesn't matter. Because when they get their fifth opportunity and finally score, not only did they score, they also wasted five minutes scoring. So if you're down and you're playing good defense, we need to get back in the game. Oh, we we blocked a shot. Oh, they got the rebound. Oh, they missed that shot. We can't get the rebound. Eventually, the game just gets away from you because you're not only losing – on the scoreboard, you're losing time. And there was no time for Missouri And to energy. Back. And energy. You're tired as you, – you're just so tired. Uh, <laughs> having to just play defense over and over again against these this quick Princeton team. And so it was just just all-time bad performance from Mizzou. Uh, Creighton – I'm just going to segue straight into, straight into Creighton-Baylor. We knew what was going to happen there. Um, Creighton was going to be uh, – Creighton too big. NCAA. Baylor too hurt. NC State scared a little bit. They were close for a bit, but Creighton ended up pulling it out, and then um, they made their got, run. And NC State was a team I got higher on closer to the tournament, but I never changed my mind because I thought Creighton was so underseeded. I, I thought they were the best sixth seed in the tournament, and it kind of showed or proved to be that. And then, I mean, for Creighton versus Princeton, 
Princeton kept it close, but what they're good at is what Creighton is already good at, and Creighton's just better at those things. Yeah. And then Alabama SDSU, we already talked about. Should I agree with me? uh, Biggest one, I think, is that Austin was right in the SDSU hype or being the proclaimer of SDSU. I tried to tell everybody, this is the best defense in in the country. Please do not second-guess SDSU. Well, SDSU was a great defense, yes. But they had not proven to be a phenomenal offensive team either. And normally, it's you have to have both to make it to the Final Four. And That's true. That's true. But when so, Brandon Miller shoots three for 19, you don't have to be a great offense to beat that. Yep, there you go. <laughs> but Brandon Miller, like you said, I think the reason why San Diego State made it is because they had very favorable matchups, such as a Brandon Miller who they could just shut down and then Alabama would win or would lose. And so San Diego State did have favorable matchups, but I don't want to take anything away from them. Even though they were a very, not a very great offensive team, they did have depth and they did have guys who stepped up and would hit their shots. They would they would hit their shots and they just out of nowhere. I mean, Tramel would hit shots and Bradley came out of nowhere. Butler and and uh, Butler and Johnson and Parrish, Mensa, heck Seiko, Seiko would hit shots and so. I'm very impressed with the way San Diego State, and it's gonna. I'm gonna have to do a lot more examining about this San Diego State. This, this, I, I think I we like can them. all agree. Well, Jake's best pick was definitely UConn, no doubt. Well, and we'll get to that eventually. My pick, my best pick, had to be San Diego State. Absolutely, and you said they were going to this tournament, and but you did say they were going to beat UConn in the tournament, and that's where you were wrong. That's where you were wrong. UConn. But anyways, have, having them there was amazing. And so I'm, I props to, props to you, Austin. Good for you. Yeah, that, I, I wish I, I wish I'd done more research I'll, I'll and then, and and I w- yeah, I wish I'd done more research and did more analysis on that team. I feel like I I probably would have ended up being on your side if I had took taken the time to actually like ignore the Bama hype and actually try and figure out like I, examine I, as the someone team. who saw Arkansas, a team that I believed was either going to be really good or horrible, no in between. Uh, which I guess kind of proved to be after they beat Kansas, but they were a great defensive team, and I saw they played against Arkansas. Alabama did. I saw how Alabama played against Arkansas, and I knew when Brandon Miller scored 48 and we, we lost by three, that if Brandon Miller did not score that many points, they are susceptible to losing. And yeah. San Diego State knew a game plan. Hey, we shut down Brandon Miller. We will win. Just shut them down, and we will win the game. Don't worry. Yeah, it just blows my mind because they don't shoot. They they didn't – what was it? They shot like 34% from three in the regular season, San Diego State. And so I just like, how? How? And so improbable and amazing run for San Diego State. It's going to suck seeing some of those guys leave because I'm – this was a great team to watch this year. And so um, good good run. Props to San Diego State. Um I won't. I won't. I there's a 99 percent chance I won't be taking them next year because of all the players they're losing. But yeah. I, I will. I will get to take this this badge with me to future tournaments. Good for you. Good um, for you, Austin. You brought up Arkansas. I think that's a good transition into probably our best region, which oh, by far, not year. not even remotely close. Yeah. Hold Kansas, on, real Arkansas, quick. We got that one. Pause. The only Hold one on. we missed was St. Mary's uh, lose beating VCU. Uh, UConn winning, of course. TCU beating ASU. Gonzaga beating GCU. 
um, Northwestern beating Boise State. However, Austin, this one, we just we messed up on the 15 seed beating a two seed. Jake, what were you um, about to say? Oh, Kevin, you were like lagging like crazy. And so I didn't know yeah. if that was. <laughs> okay. That's my bad. Thanks. You're okay. You're uh, okay. Yeah. the My computer's working overtime. But. Uh, <sighs> gotcha. Gotcha. We, we just picked the wrong 15 seed, Kevin. I don't blame myself at all. A 6'11", oh, yeah, no. as your best player, a 6'11 guy who can shoot threes with a with a secondary guy who can shoot 50% from three, I don't blame myself at all. Injury issues around UCLA, you have to make a risky pick. We just made the wrong one. To think, I would have had UCLA over Northwestern if they had won that game, and we probably should have had uh, – St. Mary's over VCU. I got a little bit too tied down to the VCU hype. And then the only game we would have got wrong in the entire thing was Arkansas-Kansas. And as an Arkansas fan, I, I believed in Arkansas, but I also believed that Kansas uh, was better. So That's true. Uh, yeah, I thought Kansas would play better, but they didn't. Um, and Arkansas did. I think Bill Self on. being out with his issue definitely contributed to an Arkansas win because Grady Dick was horrible in the game. Yeah, yeah um, Arkansas beating Kansas is not something I expected. Um, simply because Arkansas had shown no real promise all year, to be honest. I mean, no, nothing against Arkansas, but um, every time, every time, every time they would like, I would look at their squad. I'm like, oh, that's a good squad, and then they would play, and then they would lose, and then they would lose, and then they would. I mean, they didn't beat. It, did they? Did they, they beat any? Quad one teams like or like a, not oh, quad one like top twenty top twenty five teams. I'll check right now just for you. Uh, let me go. Thank you. Oh, wow, he done named that for me. <laughs> uh, in the regular season, they beat Mizzou. That was their one top twenty or top twenty five team that they beat in the regular season. Oh no, and they also beat San Diego State. So okay. they beat San Diego State and, uh, but that was way earlier on with Brazil and and everyone, right? Both of those games were no. I don't think that Mizzou one wasn't with Brazil. Brazil was already out. No, no, against San Diego yeah. State. They had Brazil. Yeah, San Diego State was with Brazil. With I firmly believe with Brazil, we're the best team in the country because he was a. <laughs> right. awesome. We had a shooting defensive <laughs> big who was shooting forty percent from three. We have, to, Sorry, we have no Austin. shooters, and our best shooter gets hurt. And he's also an, a great defender. Uh, he was amazing. We, we Brazil's not- great. Brazil's great, but you guys just didn't have it. You guys just didn't have it. Um, but it's, beating Kansas was a big deal. Too much. Hey, Austin, chill on the Kool-Aid. Chill on the Kool-Aid. <laughs> we have, if we have Brazil to guard Sonogo, that game is not a 20-point game. We're not getting I'm 20 kidding. balled by UConn if we have. I still think you do. Trayvon Brazil. No, 20 balled? I still think you get – yes, because because no, no. Sonogo <laughs> – no. Come on, Sonogo's size is just – he's just going to bully Brazil in the paint. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying we would – look, UConn – Okay, was, I'll give you 12. I'll give you 12. UConn was built for a run. And so I – UConn was the best team all year. UConn was the best team all all year, they started out like what well, fourteen and zero. They started out fourteen and zero, went like two and six, and then won the rest of the games. And they just barely, yeah, they, just did, they just didn't just win the Big six, East because Marquette went crazy. Our record with Brazil was exceptional. I'll just put it like that. Uh, 
Austin, and, I saw you drinking something, so I had to do the Kool-Aid. Drinking oh, Kool-Aid. yeah. It's just it's just water, Kevin. Don't worry. All right, I got to get water. No, it looks like Kool-Aid. That's, that's what it is. All right. Well, Austin, you scared the March Madness expert away. Yeah, he he, he needed water. He saw me drinking water. He needed water. Well, I, but, uh, I, heard, I, heard, him, I heard you say uh, – <laughs> I heard Austin say Arkansas would be the number one team in the country if they had Brazil. And then I, then I got really – Back-to-back Elite Eight appearances, a Sweet 16 here beating Kansas. You add a player to that who I believe would have been our second-best player on the team. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's all there. It's all a great defensive team. I, I don't even think it's biased saying that after the great game that was Kansas because – No, Arkansas is a good squad. Musselman's a great coach. And so I definitely no, – Coaching I mean, matters. Coaching matters. Coaching Curley's matters. Willie's a, a great coach, but I'm just saying give us – Give us Trayvon, who's averaging 12 and 6, shooting about 40% from three, and I promise you that we would win a lot of games. He's also averaging one steal and 1.2 blocks, which is exceptional. That would add more blocks to a team that's already a top eight block team in the country. Or top, yeah, yeah he's going to be he's gonna be fun to watch next year. Who comes back for Arkansas? You guys are losing Smith in the draft, right? You lose we're Davis. Smith looking, uh, we're losing Ricky Council, Anthony Black, and uh, – Smith. Smith, no, Devo's coming back. Devo's coming, Devo was... coming back. You, you get Walsh coming back. Uh, here, here's my question to you. I'm going to ask this. You're a draft prospect. Okay, You will be drafted if you go. But you may not be a first-round pick. You may be late first, maybe early second. But here's the thing. If you're a first-round pick, you get four years guaranteed. If they cut you after one day of that signing that contract, you still get four years guaranteed. You sign a, you sign a second-round contract. Nothing is guaranteed at all. That was the problem with the Mavs uh, with Brunson. Well, here's the thing. I heard. Here's the thing. Um, um, Wal- are you talking about Walsh? Yeah, that, um, I don't think Walsh goes because I think he I like I like his talent. And I don't think he reached his potential this year. I, I think he comes back because I think he, he would be a top – he'd be a lottery pick if he could get some offense to go with his defense. He's a great defensive player. But he's he great, he, and he's feisty, and he's strong, and he's got he's a great, great NBA body. And so, yeah, I, 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 if Walsh comes back, I'll be on the lookout for Arkansas. But they are losing Council, Smith, um, Black, and we'll see what recruits you guys are bringing in this year. But we're bringing in some impressive recruits. But uh, we'll have to see if guys like Kamani Johnson come back because this is this is his. It's, next year would be his fifth year. And the same thing with Makai and both Mitchell twins. But uh, I, I was well, impressed. I knew, but I knew UConn was going to beat Arkansas. I knew it. Well, no, no, I, knew, no. I, I knew UConn was going to beat Kansas if they had heading into, Kansas. Heading, heading into the game, I was extremely worried because we had no one to guard Sonoga. We don't – we were starting – our tallest player on the court, Jake, is our point guard, Anthony Blake. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem with that is, or at least our starting lineup, the problem with that is UConn's best player is not their point guard. So we have no one to guard Sonogo, and that was the problem. Look, so I love Sonogo, but they would switch off whoever the best player was every game. Every game, there'd be a new best player. You get Newton, you get Hawkins, well, and then you got Caravan. There wasn't a team – like, this UConn team had a very dominant run, but I'm not going to compare them to all-time great teams that I think could have 
for example, for example, Baylor in 2021, I think would beat UConn this year. That team was so good defensively. And you add that to the fact that they had one of the greatest offenses in college basketball history. I mean, I think, I think Baylor in 2020, 2021 versus this year's UConn is one of the best championship games ever, <laughs> to be honest. Um, Baylor team blew out an undefeated Gonzaga, like blew them out. Well, game was Gonzaga, even- Gonzaga's had a bad track record in games like that. And so I feel like it, you get a different team up against Baylor that year. I think Baylor had a more favorable matchup with Gonzaga, but – but nothing against Baylor. Baylor was a completely do- was they were completely dominant that year. Um, they had, they mean, lost two games. Like I, Butler, was, Teague, Mitchell, Flag. The last, of the last five years, I would say that's the best team of the last five years is that Baylor team. That's a good uh, Baylor team, but honestly, they didn't have. I mean, Vital was the guy who they could match up with to uh, with Sonogo, and so the, the, yeah, but. The, I think the problem Wait, let's, is. Let's, hold on. Let's, you're, you, Kevin, you can cut this from the video, but we can talk about this after the video. <laughs> no, no. We don't do much cutting. It's too much. <laughs> yeah. Really? Well, you don't do no, much we cutting? We like to keep yeah. it uh, very raw. Real. Raw? So okay, so don't cut this then. Don't cut this then. <laughs> no, I no, I don't think I honestly I think hey, hey, I I have I just one phrase for you and it's what what 41% 41.3% from 3. They're not touching it. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter. Sonogo has 20. Baylor is scoring 100 points. Not, they're not actually scoring 100, but if the game goes to overtime that game. But cuz they averaged 83 points per game and allowed 66. That's, a, that's against Big 12 opponents, Jake. That's not against no bums. They're average I know they're not bums. I just like this. Let me oh, like man. this UConn team, okay? I'm proud of this team. Like this Reading teams team, by 18, but... average. Yeah, I mean, and UConn was a four seed. Baylor was a one seed. And so, yeah, Baylor would do- probably beat UConn. But I don't think they would dominate them. I think it would be a tight, a tight matchup. I think it'd be a tight matchup because San Diego State played a tight game. They were a great defense, just as good as Baylor was back then, right? And yeah, but, but, but you, you talk about UConn, normally, UConn still was able normally, to shoot the shots. Normally, normally you need offense to go with your defense. Baylor was the sixth high scoring team in the nation that year with no, I know in steals, fourth in steals, sixth in points, fifth in assists. I know, team. but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because I'm just saying. UConn was still able to score what 76 points, which is a lot. They were able to score 76 points against the top five defense in the nation this year, who is comparable to intensity and quality of defense to Baylor. And so, I still think UConn would have been able to shoot their shots. And UConn was also a top ten defense this year as well. And so, Gonzaga was the best offense in the country that year. And got held to seventy points while Baylor scored eighty six, and Baylor stopped trying. At the well, end. But Gonzaga wasn't a great defense, were they? They weren't exceptional, but they were good. I mean, think about it. Baylor UConn was, UConn was exceptional. Baylor was exceptional. In the in the uh, in the uh, final four, <laughs> Baylor beat the Houston team. That Houston team was a good defense, though. So what a you conversation! That, listen, listen, that Houston team that Baylor beat in the final four, mm-hmm. right? You know how many points they allowed? 
58. 58 points per game that Houston team allowed. Do you know how much Baylor scored? 78. Mm-hmm. They destroyed that average. That Houston team was a good defense. They had Quentin Grimes. They had Marcus Sasser. And, and they destroyed them. No, I'm saying Baylor would win, but I don't think it'd be a demolishing. I don't think. I think it would be a good game. I think. Right. I think they got some size and they got some shooting. It's, I, I believe. So, I believe. point differential: UConn versus. We have a time machine. UConn versus. Uh, twenty twenty. Is Baylor trying the whole game? Yeah, Baylor's trying the whole game. <laughs> what, what happens if we do half? Baylor wins by still 10? In the first half? They're probably yeah, they're probably up 10, but then UConn tries to come back and I'll give it I'll give Baylor by 14. Alright. Full. Alright. Uh, Jake. At halftime. At halftime, Baylor by five. End of the game, Baylor by eight. Oh wow, eight or nine. So it's it's close to being a demolishing. You just had like two. No, eight or nine is not a demolishing. No, because well, there's free throws and stuff to go into it. A demolishment, fifteen plus. Demolish. If you beat a team by fifteen plus, okay. you dominated them because yeah. that doesn't include they're fouls. They're you don't really foul way. when you're down fifteen. When you're down eight, you'll foul. Like with two that, minutes left, just it's just the, the thing about that Baylor team is just that they. Look, just watching them that year, they were just – you'd be like, oh, that three is going in, and it would. And then, like, oh, no, oh. no. As an Arkansas fan in, in, in the Elite Eight, our defense, amazing that year. As We're a defensive team. Arkansas is always a defensive team. And I'm like, okay, this is the game. We are going to shut them down. Arkansas that year, third in blocks, seventh in steals, fifth in rebounds, third in points. That Arkansas I had Arkansas team, winning. I had that matchup. I had Arkansas winning that game. Arkansas was um, – that's the best Arkansas team I've seen. And I'm like, that's it. We're, we have Moses Moody, who's a dog. And and he's just going to – Or a hog. Yeah, or, or a hog, I guess. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to shut them down. That's gonna, that's what's going to happen. And, and Baylor shoots a three, and it's in. And Baylor shoots a three, and it's in. And <laughs> I mean, we lost, and we lost just by nine. Looked. They looked good, and they were intense and aggressive and would just hit their shots, and they were just meshing and gelling, and they are outcoached, and it was uh, – Baylor, Baylor won by nine against Arkansas. But the problem was that Baylor shot 53% from three that game. They were on top of all – they had one of the most amazing runs. Um, you could kind of see it coming. It, you could kind of tell they were going to win it all after oh, no. a, the and second that, or third was- round. I don't normally get – in my main bracket, which this this year my main bracket I had Gonzaga winning, but my main bracket that year I had Baylor winning, and it was probably the year I had no worries. I was – and like again, as a fan, I wanted to say, Arkansas, we're going to stop them. But when I'm making brackets, I put no bias into it, and I had Baylor winning. Like it's it's Baylor. Like what, what, what are we doing? Don't even they, get started. I had Illinois winning. You lost <laughs> – <laughs> that was our official bracket group choice too, but yeah. Um, to add a little bit more, I did get a little. I did think about UConn and their run because they dominated. It did get close in the championship game, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of Baylor's run to the championship. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Baylor was dominating the entire way through, and UConn never really had a true test 
except for yeah, they, maybe. Well, what would you what would you call a true test? I mean, the closest game they played was what thirteen points. Yeah, Gonzaga. Gonzaga, they played Gonzaga. They three-balled Gonzaga. Oh, because about, UConn like, was good. That's nothing against Gonzaga. Gonzaga was a great team. They still had Timmy Strother, um, well, Timmy, Smith, Valakai Timmy Smith. They had a good really squad. Hard. Gonzaga Arkansas, had a good squad. No, I, I, Gonzaga, Arkansas had a good squad. No, no. I, I, would, I was about to say that Arkansas would have beat Gonzaga if we played against them. We did last year anyway. Uh, and that was with a better Gonzaga. But we talk, we'll talk a little bit here about the Final Four. SDSU, FAU. Probably the second best game of the tournament. The only game I'd have above that, at least by viewing Pledger, was Kansas State, Michigan State. That's the game oh, of the yeah. tournament. 98-93, offense galore. And, like, I like defense, but when you're doing half-court no-look lobs to a reverse dunk, yeah, I'm going to love that game. That was remarkable. And FAU will be back. FAU will be back, but they are moving. This is something to consider. They're moving to the AAC. They're going to Houston. Mm-hmm. Ooh, They're going yeah. to where Houston will be. Now, Houston, this is Houston's last – next year is Houston's last year in the AAC before they go to the Big 12. But we will have a year with FAU and Houston, and this will be – we may see some losses between those two that we normally don't see because they're in weaker conferences, even though I, again, said that UNT – UNT will make the tournament next year, or I guess UAB, but UAB is losing their best player in Walker. So – uh UNT should make the tournament, but to see FAU and Houston in the same conference with Memphis, oh boy, oh boy, next year the AAC is going to be rocking. And Wichita State, which is in the AAC, making maybe getting Max A. Smith. We may have a four-headed monster. A. Smith, a. Smith is not enough to bring Wichita State up to, the, no, no, I'm just up saying, to that yeah. level. Come on. They'll get some other transfers. Memphis, I, Memphis is gonna get some recruits. Look, I love Ace Smith. He's not enough. He's not enough, and they're not. He's they not enough to bring transfers to. He's not I, enough to bring transfers to. I think he is. I think he is. I I agree too. I think he has it. But I think if he goes to A and M. We'll see. But the AAC will be very interesting. We may get. I I know Houston's about to leave, but we may have a year of a Big Seven. If, if FAU's legit next year and Houston's legit and Memphis is legit and maybe Wichita State or any other team, if there's four teams that are really good in the AAC, like there has been in the past, maybe Cincinnati gets it together. We'll see. Maybe Tulane, maybe anyone else in that conference. We could be considering a big seven for one season. Next year is going to be a very special year for basketball. It's going yeah. to be very interesting. I, I hope the A-10s also, because we've had big sevens before. Back in 2020, the year they got canceled, we had San Diego State about to be a one seed. We had Dayton, who was probably the best mid-major in a very long time. That Dayton team was amazing. And then COVID mm. happened, which is so sad. I wanted yeah. to see that turn so bad because it was so weird. Seeing San Diego State and Dayton as one seeds is crazy. <clears throat> I mean, it probably won't be in the future now that San Diego State's made a title push, but yeah. no, yeah, it's we didn't talk about VCU at all. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned VCU, but I would like to mention uh, they're in the A ten. They're in the A ten, correct? Yeah, A ten with yeah. Dayton and a lot okay, of so by, so VCU is VCU is going to struggle next year. We're not going to have a little conversation with VCU because they're losing Ace Baldwin. Um, they, they're not losing. Are they losing a great defender? What's his name? What is his name? Let me let me find that real quick. 
because he was the best defender in the country using stats that me and a friend figured out how to do. Uh, Jameer Watkins is his name. I don't think they're going to lose him. They probably won't. He's a sophomore. But yeah, this, uh, in, this 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 in Ace Baldwin is most likely going to commit to Penn State, apparently, in the transfer portal. What are we, I would like to add real quick before we continue? I want to know what we think about that. Who's coming back for Penn State, and are they a legitimate contender? Well, I no, I don't think no, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think they have enough. unless Ace Miss goes there too. Yeah. Okay. It's true. All right, and so, yeah, to bring it back, FAU, San Diego State, that was a phenomenal game. <clears throat> Defense was great. Offense was great. Bradley was hitting those threes which, at the beginning of the game, which was really exciting. Um, phenomenal game. Almost stepped out of bounds. We're going to talk about that. Dude, that was so close. Oh, was my goodness. Filming. I had the game on in the, back, in the background because we were at a party, and um, I was watching, and my brothers – I was watching with both my brothers, and I was talking with both of them, and my other one's like the OG champ. Um, was there and he was like one minute left and then the other brother was talking to me and I would like sneak looks and he's like you're good to watch it and right as they come down they hit the game winning shot which was incredible but yeah definitely a really good game yeah. I do also do love the Michigan State game because Noel was just incredible yeah oh, and that was uh, my favorite game to watch go ahead uh, I'm thinking UConn I do think we have to have the conversation best college basketball school ever because a lot of championships, I don't want to just negate or not count uh, old, old basketball. But if we're talking most men's basketball uh, championships, it's really getting close between a couple teams. Now, I understand that, like, uh, here, let me pull it up, that UCLA has 11, but they, they have one. Since 1975, one. Like, how much does that impact? Well, UConn has four since the 2000s. And five if you count 1999, which is almost the 2000s. They're clearly in far away. There's only two other teams, I believe. Let me check. Got a fact check. Three. Four. Five. Okay, so there's five teams that had multiple titles in the 2000s. Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, and Florida. And then UConn. Uh, UConn passes them with the most now because North Carolina, 2005, 2009, 2017. Duke, 2001, 2010, 2015. And now UConn with four in the 2000s. And that's extremely impressive. Yeah, it really is. Any thoughts, Jake? No, yeah. Uh, I will forever love UConn for this run that they that they had. Is and that because you picked them? You no, know, yeah. I believed them. I believed in them. And then they lived up to it. And they performed when I needed them to perform. So I'm going to fully like, forever appreciate UConn for this. Uh, and... Um, because I knew they were, I, I I knew all along. I was I was worried going into every game, but I always knew that they were going to pull it out, and not like comfortably knew. I was just like, 
when are they gonna come when are they gonna do it like what are they gonna <laughs> pull it out and then they would like i own a game i was like they're gonna win but i was still on my toes san diego state i was on my toes to the last 30 seconds like of the game i was just <laughs> there, i'll give two minutes the last two minutes and then i started to settle rank, rank this I, I, we can kind of end it off on this note i want you to rank march madness watching it not because you picked the right team out of 10 the enjoyment watching the tournament based on other tournaments. So I, it's always going to be a 10 as a sports event because March Madness is my favorite sports event. But this one, I, I'd say an 8 out of 10. Yeah, compared to it's not the best year ever. But oh, for me, oh, 10 out of 10. Not not just because UConn won, yeah. but because I just had so much. Every March Madness is a 10 out of 10 for me because I just have so much fun and I love it so much. That's, well, I, 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 that's why I said it would always be a 10 out of 10 for me, but – Comparing it to other March Madnesses. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Comparing it to other March Madnesses. Uh, Nothing will ever top 2014 for me. Maybe, maybe. I wasn't, I wasn't in. I wasn't in that at that point. Yeah, I wasn't that. <laughs> I wasn't around at that point. I, I, I was 12, and I remember watching Shabazz Napier was my spirit animal for about four weeks there because <laughs> – that, that is a quote that will be used in future liners. Shabazz uh, Napier, man. Oh, gosh. He had well, a great – man. Top, top in – College player all time. Wow. Wow. Two, two NCAA championships in two different conferences. They moved from the Big East to the AAC in twenty uh, right before 2014 happened. And then they won it in 2014 as a seven seed. He's the only seven seed to do it. He's UConn is the only team in the last 15 years to win as a three seed or lower. They've won as a three seed in three 2011. Times. Yeah, three times. They, yeah, but they, they're the only team ep, uh, during that 15-year span to win, period. But they won it three times. As a three seed in 2011, as a seven seed in 2014, were the only NBA player on the entire team is basically Shabazz. They have one other guy who played five games during the COVID year, which if you <laughs> want to talk sure, maybe we can count that. I'll give him props. He's technically an NBA player. But Shabazz carried that team, a seven seed. And it was a seven versus an eight in the final and Aaron Harrison and all that run where they were they kept on hitting buzzer beaters or game winners. The Harrison twins. That was just Yeah, I wasn't around then to be able to but my favorite I mean, oh okay. Compared to others, um, I would say I mean, yeah, just not a ten because um my team the team that I picked to win won it all. Um it was probably the best bracket I've done since twenty seventeen. Um Maybe I'll have to go back and look at the ones that I've saved or and I've screenshotted because they don't let you look at them. You have to do it based on percentage, though, because <laughs> I'm looking at your bracket right now. And just on this website, so this this website, uh, March Madness, like the actual NCAA official website, has less people that actually use it. So your overall rank, Jake, this bracket, 13,555. The bracket yep, you have here. Or is that good? No, it's extremely yeah, it good. Your overall yeah. overall percentage, you're in the top 100%. Now, less people use the website. Our The bracket we did together is 20,000-something, and it's in the top 99%. But that's what you really have to rank your best brackets on because a bracket like this where it's a 5, 9, 5, 4, the chance of that being a great bracket for you is low. So comparing it to other people is how you say, oh, that was my best bracket. Okay, well – yeah, this was easily right, well. Anyways, this, yeah, this was easily one of my best bracket years. I I had one on 
I mostly look at ESPN. ESPN is what I keep track of mine on. Um, and so, yeah, I was in the top 12% or the, the top 12,000 in one of them there for one, for one of my brackets there. And then top uh, was a hundred thousand for the other. Um, and so this was probably my favorite because we had a lot of great players, a lot of great runs, Cinderella stories, exciting shots and upsets. And Mizzou was in it. That was cool. Um, oh, Houston's going to the Big 12 next year. Oh. They'll be in the Big 12 next year. Yes. Houston's going to be in the Big 12 in 2023-2024. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I thought it was in 2024. Wow. Wow, okay. Uh, Jake, you said a 10? What? Uh, yeah, this year was a 10. Um, the only other 10 was 2016-2017 when UNC won it all, and that was when I got an entire region correct. Um, that, that, that That's my – if we're talking last, like I made a bracket. I didn't make a bracket, in it, but that year with South Carolina almost upsetting Gonzaga, no, that one was amazing. Sendarius yep. Cornwell, P.J. Dozier – that South Carolina team, one of my favorite teams ever. And then if they, they would have been, oh, yeah. And then they had that nice. Duke. They had that Duke team that was Tatum and uh, Grayson Allen, and um, oh my god, they had another great player. I forgot. Um, and then you had UNC, who was a great squad. You had Kentucky with De'Aaron Fox, Malik that, Monk, and Bam out of Bio. Yeah, well, you also had Lonzo Ball. In Lonzo Ball at UCLA. That, that's. If we're talking Donovan, about that. Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell was on Louisville, and then, oh man, yes. Monte Monte Morris and Deontay Burton on Iowa State that year. Oh, that yeah, that, yeah. If we're talking years, I made brackets. That would be my favorite year. Years I watched is still 2014, but 2017. Yeah, that that watching. I got it while- I got that um I got that entire um. The region with Oregon, I got entirely correct. Mm. Um, I had, but it wasn't that difficult because there wasn't there weren't crazy upsets. But I, I did have that entire region correct, and that was just so cool. And that had Josh, that uh, Frank Frank uh, Frank Mason, Josh Jackson, um, Kansas team. Oh wow! It had that. Yeah, it had that. Memories. Um, oh Baylor, uh, Shemi Ojale was on SMU. And had a, I'm really surprised you knew that. I remember. I remember watching that game. They had they played USC. Uh, I remember watching that game live, and I was freaking out because I had SMU with the upset. I think or was that the upset? No, SMU wasn't the upset. SMU would have been the actual genuine winner. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm saying. I, they would. It wouldn't have been an upset. Is what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that USC team. Yeah, USC team. Uh, upset them, and then you had um, Northwestern almost beat Gonzaga in that second round. You had uh, Jevon, Jevon Carter on West Virginia. That year. 16 was also really good because that was oh, the year that Syracuse made that crazy run. And then Buddy that, Hill that, in that, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in that, uh, the game, what I never forget his name, but now I just did. It's uh, He had a crazy game in the Elite Eight against Virginia in a crazy comeback, Syracuse versus Virginia. He he went to the NBA afterwards, but shouldn't have after that year. Are you talking about for Syracuse? Yes, the guy who it's played Mal- Malachi Richardson. I just I didn't even have to search it up, but I, I think that's his name. Uh, I'll. I'll... Okay. Hmm. Well, 
But uh, speaking of the future, Jake. Yeah, what's the future? What do you want to ask? Are, have you have you been aware of Twitter and the rumors on there? Uh, I've tried to stay off Twitter for a bit. Um, right. After after the whole Caitlin Clark Angel Reese controversy stuff, I <laughs> I it couldn't escape it, and so I just wanted to detox and get away from all that. Oh, yeah. um, I've been on Twitter so, for probably a week or two. It was right mm-hmm. before the Mavs took a nosedive. What's going on Twitter, Kevin? Well, uh, Austin, do you have your name? Do I have my name? Or, well, you were looking for a name. I didn't know if you wanted to do that, so we can end that part. Or no? Oh, I said yeah, Malachi Richardson. He had a okay. He, he right. had a crazy game. He had a crazy comeback against Virginia. That I yeah, amazing. Back to we've had so much fun talking to you, and we did exceptionally well. So uh, we are interested in a contract extension. Are you mm. interested as well? I'll have to think. Hmm. Hmm. After my performance this year. Hmm. Let's extend this video hmm. for 20 more minutes. Uh, after after my performance this year, I won all three of my bracket groups. I won money for one of them. Um, well, but this is the only bracket group that matters is the outsider's opinions. And since Jake won, no one will get a liner because Jake signed non-compete. Yeah. So we won. Let me see. I'll have to review other um, offers. This the, the contract this year uh, <laughs> may include more more videos. There may be more videos to yeah, have. That's because, true. That's true. Well, yes, I will sign the contract. I enjoy working with okay, you, gentlemen. Wow, you could have just said you were interested, but uh, we have that on recording. He will sign, Austin. I will sign so verbally. I'm verbally committed. Don't, I'm verbally don't committed. Be DeAndre Jordan, don't be DeAndre Jordan. Uh, I mean, Kevin, uh, Kevin remembers that as a mass uh, fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, who would be Chris Paul and Blake Griffin in that scenario? Oh, I think I know exactly who those two would be. Would we be Blake Griffin? No. we no. Because we weren't – no, we're the Mavs right Well, yeah, now. I know. That's why I'm – But, like, but we're bringing him back. It's it's a little bit – So we there's a mix. Yeah, it's somewhat, could... somewhat there. As you like to say, there's a connection. Yes, or a correlation. Correlation, uh, same thing. We'll anyways. But yeah, I'm, all right. Yeah, Thank yeah you, I'll come back. Uh, I, I would love to win another bracket challenge. All right. All right. Yeah. So uh, everyone start preparing. And uh, the liner still exists. And thank you to uh, the OG champ and Riley, Andrew and Riley. Um, Riley's intro was on this episode. Uh, congrats to them. And uh, hopefully one of y'all can join them someday. That's all we got. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions. Go.